Hey, what is up? Welcome back to the podcast, Social Skills for Dummies. Um, I'm at the park today, so there might be random gusts of wind that disrupt the audio and things like that. Um, but today I wanted to talk about and elaborate on something I spoke about yesterday. Uh, this is day three or day 33 out of, you know, 90 days. Um, and essentially what the 90-day challenge is, is a challenge where I document every day and also discuss and elaborate on the habits that actually lead to being excellent in a social way, having excellent social skill. You know, because you see, whereas many people position social skills as something that you learn, social skills is really something that you accept about yourself, something that you actually unlock and embrace by removing the things that are stopping you from having them. What I mean by that is a lot of people, you know, they think they have to grow social skills, but they're super social, they're super funny, they're super witty, charismatic, they're able to speak as much as they can, as much as they please in ways that are, in, you know, charming around their friends easily. But as soon as they're around people that are unfamiliar or unsafe, then suddenly it's a hard thing. The reason it's a hard thing is because there's something blocking you. There's trauma blocking you. There's, there's, there's you know, uh, struggles with your self-image and who you think you are. Um, there's many things blocking you when you're around strangers and you don't feel as safe to be who you actually are already. Someone who's socially masterful because you've been doing it all your life, maybe 20, 30, 40 years already. And so what you really have to do is not to be a high value man and make a hundred grand or do all these crazy things, but in order to actually be a sociable person, be persuasive, be charming, be witty, uh, not run out of things to say, not freeze up in conversation, feel comfortable in conversation, feel comfortable making eye contact, feel comfortable in everywhere, is removes the blocks that are stopping you from doing it in the first place. And actually build a new skill that you already have. And so, 30-day challenge is a lot. You're reeling the habits. Well, 90-day challenge, we have 60 days left just about. It's teaching you the habits that you need to do is to actually be that person all the time and not just surround your friends. So at the end of the 90 days, I will allow you to get a free, you know, you'll be able to go to www.socialskillsfordummies.com slash seven habits. And you'll be able to download the free seven habits. It'll be a little PDF or a blueprint that explains to you the seven habits that work the best. Okay, to actually achieve this effect. Okay, this almost um almost this you know enlightened state of social connection. Okay, if you want to get that state in advance, you know I do offer coaching. Okay, so you can go in the description of this episode or the podcast description. It'll be a link to my calendar. Um, and this coaching in the future it'll be up towards probably tens of thousands of dollars. It'll probably be a thousand dollars at the very least, at the very cheapest in the future. Right now it's a lot less than that. It's very cheap, so I recommend you get in coaching while you still can. But it's just one-on-one coaching where I break down to you everything I talk about in this episode in actionable step-by-step format for you. Also, if you actually go and actually take me up on a coaching session, what we'll also do, you'll get free access to the program 29-Day Natural. And essentially what the 29-Day Natural program is, is we take what you learn in a coaching session and I help you step-by-step implement it every, you know, for four weeks. Okay, if you don't get the result in four weeks, then you know, we continue training you until you get that result within a year. Um, and so if you want to take the 29 day natural for free, you want to learn, you know, the habits that have been working, you know, to get you to your most social self, your most charming self, your most witty self, um, going into actually take me up on a free, uh, training session. We only have two sessions per week, one on Tuesday, one on Wednesday. Um, you can only book them a week out. So the moment Tuesday becomes available, uh, is, is, is on the prior Tuesday. And the moment Wednesday becomes available is on prior Wednesday. So we only do two sessions per week. Tuesday and Wednesday, okay? And so, you know, if you want in on those sessions, go ahead and take me up on that offer. 
and you'll get 29 days of essentially ongoing training, ongoing coaching to make sure you get the results, make sure the habits are implemented in your life. You get all extensive things such as the meals I eat every day because believe it or not, the person you are is dependent on the chemicals that are actually in your brain and your body. And so you'll get things like the meals that I eat, how I cook them and you know, all sorts of crazy things. So if you're interested in that, you want to take me up on that offer while I still last. Uh, but other than that, you can wait 60 days and get www, go to www.socialskillsfordummies.com slash seven habits. Um, so to get into this episode, you know, um, one of the things that's been, that's inspired me recently in life, I talked a little bit about this yesterday, so we got a lot of things going on interfering with the audio, but hopefully it's all right. One of the things that, you know, um, inspired me recently is my coworker, formerly my team lead, you know, he stepped down recently, his name is Marcus, um, he introduced me to a book about how to be more creative. It's called Creative Quest by Quest Love. And one of the chapters that I'm reading in the book now is called The Departure. And essentially what The Departure chapter is about is you have a skill in which, or a passion or career pursuit in which you're creative. And you want to exercise more creativity in that skill. And essentially with the, with, with the chapter, I got like chocolate on my hands. What did I eat that was chocolate? Um... I guess we'll never know. Um, and if you want to be more creative in one domain, what it suggests essentially is that you go to another domain. Like many people who write music, they go and they paint, or they go and they act, or they go and make movies. And because of the laws of neuroplasticity, which is your brain stretches to meet the occasion, essentially, um, when you try new things, you grow in ways that you haven't, you haven't before. You know, it seems pretty obvious, but it's so few people in society that actually exercise this, this, you know, this practice. Okay. Um, and it comes full circle in the, in, in the light that, you know, in order to really socialize, to have fluidity in a conversation, to have a lot of things to say, to have an awake, awakeness uh, or attractiveness and quality about yourself, um, you have to be someone who's grown. You have to be someone who is whole in person. And wholeness comes from growth and growth comes from exploration. Very few people explore anything in life. So much of social skills is not about just beating your head against the wall. It's about living a full life. And then that full life reflecting in your ways of being, reflecting in your conversations, reflecting in your mannerism, which I guess all falls under your ways of being. But who you are will expand on the basis of what it is that you do every single day. So this chapter, The Departure, is about that. Departing from what it is that you do primarily in order to do other things that expand on what you do primarily. Um, and I was inspired, you know, I, I was inspired by this episode because recently it's been something that's been on my mind a lot lately. You know, uh, the other night I was just at Joe's Pizza um, in the city of L.A., you know, right downtown. And it's one of my favorite pizza spots. But I was watching people skate and wear cool clothing and things like that and around the pizza shop and around the, you know, it's, it's a scary little pocket of, of the city, to be honest. You know, I'm scared of a lot of things, but. You know, for, for me, it's a, it's a scary little pocket of the city. It's dark, and it's like a lot of homeless and all, all sorts of things, you know what I mean? Um, which the homeless aren't inherently scary, but people on drugs are scary. Um, and so there are a lot of people on drugs, I should rather say. But, uh, you know, acting crazy, you know, because, you know, you know, meth or drugs like that allows you to slip in and out of rages, you know, almost in an instant. I wouldn't know because I don't do it, allegedly. Let me stop. Okay. And I was just looking at the people like, man, like they look so cool. They, they look like they're having such a good time. They're doing things that I've always wanted to do, but I haven't yet done. 
you know, one of the things I always wanted to do was kind of just walk through the city. One of the things that I always wanted to do was explore like pockets of the city. Like, you know, there's this neighborhood in Knife Street, there's a Starbucks on the corner that I thought always looked really, really kind of cool. You know, um, you know, there's a place in the city right across from where I am, like Susan, Susan Cakes. That, you know, I, I like the ambiance of it. I like the buildings and the architecture around it. You know, I like the suite of stores, you know, right, you know, right there below, uh, below the buildings, below the, the you know, the skyscrapers. Um, I just like how the neighborhood feels. I like the wildflowers that are blooming in the neighborhood, everything about it. I've lived in L.A. for three years. I've never walked through these neighborhoods. And so be just me being at Joe's Pizza and, and, and reading his book and, and not experiencing any of these things. Um, you know, I could really relate to the chapter because of these events. And funny enough, you know, this is something that I thought even prior to that, a few weeks prior, I was on a train. And I thought to myself, like, because um, I think the train owns the work. I don't drive. I'm 26. I don't drive. I've never had a car. I could never afford a car. Um, but being 26 and sitting on that train, one of the perks of, 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 of that life I realized in that moment was, you know, I don't have many expenses. I've never had my name on a lease or a title or anything. I live in an apartment. My name's not on that lease. You know, because my credit's terrible. Um, or it was terrible when I moved here. It's terrible now. It's about 400 or something like that. I have terrible credit. So my name's not on the lease because then they wouldn't lease it to us. Uh, or we would need a guarantor, uh, you know, uh, or some, some, you know, something crazy. I don't even know how these things work. I don't even have health care. Um, I just recently turned 26, and so I'm off my parents' health care now. But, you know, I'm, I'm elaborating a little too much. I was on this train, and I realized, like, wow, like, I could take this train back and forth until the sun came up and no one would come looking for me. You know, um, when I was a kid, you know, or when all of us were kids, you know, we would, our parents would sit up late at night worrying sick if we weren't home by a certain time, you know, but now, you know, in adulthood, there was none of that. Like I could take this train back and forth until the world just wrapped up into a ball and collapsed into itself and no one would care. You know, sure, I have friends, um, you know, uh, you know, and, and people that care about me, um, but not to the degree to where anybody would actually go beyond thinking, I wonder what happened, wondering what happened. You know, that's as far as any of it would go. I don't have children or any commitments that keep me at home. And it made me wonder, like a string, you know, like what, what, what really led to this thought was that the more I got on the train every day, I get on the train really late, probably like 4 or 5 a.m., the more I got on this train every day, um, I wondered to myself, like, why is it that, you know, like, like when we were younger, to preface the story this way, when we were younger, you know, I always thought our parents wanted us home and worried sick because the night was a miscellaneous thing, you know? So a lot of us, the night was a wild card, and that's what made the night dangerous. People who were at night, outside at night, were outside for reasons that, you know, were, were, were unroutine. They were doing things that they hadn't done before and morning would forget those things. That's what, that night was a wild card. Night was the dark horse. That's what night was. But the more I got on the train every day at three or four or five a.m. at night, um, the more I realized like, man, the cast is the same every day. Like, like a cast of a TV show, it's me and the same four guys or five guys and one old lady every single day. The cast is diverse, but it's always the same. And when I get off the train, the bus and board the train, it's the same cast on the train. And when I get off the train and get on the street, there's the same person coming down the right side or the left side, 
you know, it's the right side of the street, but it's the left side to me. Um, left side of the street every single day. And the elevator in my apartment is always on the lowest floor, G3, or one of the lower levels of the parking garage, G3. Because my neighbor, Kelly, who's a guy, uh, comes down to G3 at the same time every morning. And I realized, like, 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 the night is not miscellaneous. The night is routine. The night is very routine. You know, um, and just like those members of the cast, uh, my show, the episodes of my show were pretty rigid the same every single day. You know, I would get on this train every single time at the same day, going headed to the same places every single day. And I hardly ever veered from that path. It's like my, my, my life was stuck on train tracks. You know, like it was a rigid string pulled through time. And I was stuck on that string. I could not step to either side. Or, you know, there would be some, um, some unfor- you know, un- you know, unforeseen consequence to it. And I realized, like, we live a lot of our lives that way. But I began to wonder myself, like, why is it that we live our lives so rigidly? Why is it that we live our lives like we're doing a, a balancing act on a tightrope that we can't deviate from? You know, if I stayed on this train till, till morning came, or if I took a train to the Midwest, my parents wouldn't be up looking for me. They're on the East Coast. I'm on the West Coast. No one would care where in the world I was past a few weeks. And I could do anything that I want. It's not too late to be anyone whom I want. It's some of the things that I was realizing that night. And it, began, it made me begin to wonder, like, why? Like, why is it that we do this? Is that string, that we're, the tightrope that we're walking on, are the things on either end more amazing to us, more lovable to us than its opportunity costs, than everything outside of that stretch of straight strand? Is it more important than things on either end of that rope, home and work, home and work, home and work, than everything, than, than the combination of everything around it or any other combination that you could find? I know for myself, like, the answer was really, not really. You know, I enjoy my life very deeply. I enjoy it. But there are levels, greater levels to which I could begin to enjoy. And it would start with different habits, different ways of being, different choices that I could make even today. You know, I find, like, the more I think about it, like, you know, enjoyment or love for a process or love for what it is that we do is not at the top of our minds at all. The more I think about it, you know, the string is nailed and anchored to the ground by our vices. You know, what is, you know, what, what is on either end of the string that keeps us coming is things that stave off the feeling, you know, the, that, that helps move over the pains of our traumas, that help us cope with the pains of our traumas more than things that we love. There are vices on either end more than love. You know, I've been writing an album. It's called This Mule Between Us because a mule is meant to carry burdens. And often what keeps us stuck to things are the mules in our life, things that carry the burdens, our vices that make, make, make the pain that's underneath the surface culpable or be, you know, able to be coped with or bearable or easy to deal with more so than things that we're absolutely fast about. It's more about the things that we don't want to happen than the things that we absolutely need and desire or want to happen, things that we wish for that keep us going in these patterns, that keep us routine. And it just made me realize you know, how much more life could be, how much more I could be. And so one of the things that I realized, I come to realize is that I've always been limited 
in the person that I could become and how I could interface with the world because there's seldom been a diversity to the days that I've experienced. You know, there's only a few, you know, a select, you know, it's like, oh, my conversation, you know, to have a boring conversation, you have to be in a way a boring person, you know, and we're all in a way limited and boring people because, you know, the myriad of topics that we can talk about is so limited because the life that we live is so limited, you know? And so today, day three, what I want to talk about is one of the experiences that I had trying to follow, you know, the blueprint laid out to me in the book, uh, Vision Quest by Quest Love is to experience something new so that I'll be able to create and maneuver and have and express creativity in a new way, whether it be social situations or conversations or writing songs or whatever it might be. And so today I'm at this park that I've never been to this park before. I think it's called the Grand Hope Park or something like that. And it's really beautiful. It's an extremely beautiful, extremely beautiful time of day right now. It's supposed to be cloudy all day, but it's been sunny since I've been out here. It's extremely beautiful. Um, more beautiful probably, most maybe, maybe, I would go out on them and say this is the most beautiful day I had all year. And I could have not had this day. I could have stayed in my bed. I could have done what I would typically do. And so what I'm expressing to you is this. In order to have a difference in the way we interface with people, we have to become different people. We have to have a, a new diversity of topics, a new diversity of limitations, a new ceiling, a new we have to we have to become more creative and and a lot of our creativity is linked to us through the experiences of our lives. I can't even, like, I, like one of my favorite artists is Frank Ocean. And I've always wondered why I can't write like Frank Ocean. But the truth of the matter is I can't live like, I haven't lived like Frank Ocean. And so there's not much, as much to say for me as there is for Frank Ocean. You know, there's just levels to it entirely. And so what I want to express to you in, in, in this chapter is, like, you know, day three. You know, to have a more fluid, a, a greater fluidity of being, greater fluidity of conversation. You know, to be able to flow from topic to topic, to, to, to be interesting, live interest, more interestingly. You know, change the habits that you keep. Audit the habits that you have. What is on either side of that tightrope that you've been walking? What habits, you know, are, are represented by your final destinations every single day? You love the bed that you're laying in. You love the side of the room that you wake up every morning. Do you love the neighborhood that you live in? Do you love the clothes that you wear? Do you love how you interact with the neighbors? Do you love how you interact with friends? Do you love where you work? Do you love who, with whom you work? You know, all these things. Like, do you love the neighborhood that you work in? Like, do you love all these things? Or are you just doing them to cope? You know, there's a new energy that I experienced today, a new invigoration that I experienced today that wasn't there before. And it came from this experiment. And so I offer to you to do the same thing, to experiment to find out what it is that works best for you, what it is that is in your best interest today that you can live that you hadn't the other days. And I think that for a lot of us will make all the difference. There was a period in my life where I would go and I would, I would, I would go to Target in the middle of the night to work. And I would come home to my parents every day. And those were the two things that were anchoring me. Okay, this job, or my parents, or being around my, being in my parents' home every night. But being a young man, being 22, you know, I had to accept that I love, you know, exploration, seeing new things, living close to the ocean more than any combination of things in that past life. And so at 22, I got in the car and moved and it changed who I was as a person. I didn't experience these pockets of extreme clarity, of extreme energy, of extreme 
extroversion until I've until I made that jump. Grant Cardone always says every change, big change in life was facilitated first by a big move and a big change in habits, which was really produced by a new environment. And so change your environment, change your habits, change who you are, and your results will change as well. So that's really all I have to say in this episode. I don't want to go on too, too much. But this is day three, man. We out here living life and hopefully you decide to live a full life as well. I do want to say, you know, again, these coaching sessions, um, man, go and take the one-on-one coaching sessions. There are plenty of people who talk to me about how well these coaching sessions are. I can read the results to you. Um, you know, do you know the reviews and things like that? See, people who love working with me throughout time, and I think you will too. You know, go and book a one-on-one coaching session with me. Again, we only offer two sessions per week. Now, the hours are diverse, but once someone's books a day, it'll go down. So, Tuesday and Wednesday, um, I think the hours are probably like 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Um, you know, uh, you take the coaching session, um, and then you get the 29-day natural for free. So, I'll check in with you weekly to make sure you implement the habits uh, that are taught in the coaching session and make sure you get the result. If you don't get the result by the end of 29 days, we'll keep training together till you get the result. Um, and the result that we're aiming for is really just complete social mastery, complete extroversion. You should feel completely comfortable interfacing, going up with you, speaking with, being entertained by, enjoying the presence of anyone, anywhere, at any time, for any reasons, whether it's for career purposes, whether it's for romantic purposes, whether it's for friendship purposes. You should be the leader of social interactions. You should be the leader of the tech. You should feel comfortable in like the center, wherever you are. You are the main character. You should feel like that. So if you're interested in feeling like that, as opposed to living the same, you know, this year, the same way uh, that you did in the past, in the past year, take a coaching session with me. You know, um, we'll be worth more. That result, or keeping a little bit of pocket change. Um, so that's something that you have to ask yourself. Um, I would offer to you that, you know, um, you've listened to the entirety of the episode. This means something to you. So I want you to act like it. I want you to shoot your shot. I want you to take a shot in the dark for the chance that tomorrow might be different. You know, so with that being said, go on. Uh, the link is in the description. It's just the link to my calendar. You'll book a session with me. Uh, you'll book a time in Tuesday or Wednesday. And you'll book a time with me. We'll get on a call for an hour. Uh, if we have to go beyond an hour, maybe two hours. Um, I've gone even beyond that. And we'll go as long as we need for you to understand the, the lay of the land. And then for the next four weeks, we'll execute on it. Um, we'll change everything. Um, this is a complete comprehensive program. I think, you know, one of the things that is different between this and other programs is that, you know, while the inner result, while release will have, make you have, you know, insane results almost instantly if you can actually achieve it, um, to focus on the outer part in the entire package is one of the things that this program will do well, you know. So we'll focus on things like getting you in the best shape of your life because, you know, you know, things like that, you know, they have, they have effects too. You know, the chemicals in your head, you know, they have an effect too. Um, so we're changing your diet. We're changing your exercise. We're changing the amount of sun you get. Changing everything. Um, not asking you to go get 100K or to go get a nice car or dress nice or anything like that. Change your being so that you can manipulate the, well, charm the world around you according to however, however you would like, whatever desire you have. And so if you're interested in that, you know, the coaching session, links in the description of this podcast. It's, it's in my calendar. You just go to the calendar and book a session. Um, or you can go to the podcast description to book a session. 
the only other option is you can wait for the seven habits to become available, which happens in about 57 days. And so it's day three. We have 57 days to go. Really after today, 50, 60 days to go. And so www.socialskillsfordummies.com slash seven habits is where you'll find that. Seven habits available for free download in 57 days. So other than that, I really have nothing to say. All the links are in the description. Thank you so much for listening. Dallas, don't listen to the podcast. I'll see you in the next one. Thank you.